It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. It wouldn't be Christmas without Woody, the anthropomorphized talking Christmas tree. He's back at the Micmac Mall in Dartmouth. He's been there previously. Late night talk show hosts have made fun of this guy. Here's a clip of what Woody sounds like. You're on Santa's nice list this year. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Doesn't sound like a normal person. It's so creepy. It's like a cross between SpongeBob and Pee Wee Herman. And why does a Christmas tree have a human face? It looks like Thomas the the tank engine. Yeah. It has that weird fat face with the fat cheeks. It's creepy. Some really bad rosacea. Moves its mouth. And I think there's somebody inside of the tree. And it talks to the kids. It answers their questions. It's got a creepy laugh, too. Yeah. This whole tree. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy, man. Yeah, it's weird as hell. Imagine, like, the person inside the tree... Gets drunk one day or something. <laughs> and they're like, hey, little Kinsley, you're not getting any presents because your parents are divorced. I wasn't put out in 2020 because I wasn't vaccinated. <laughs> you know where they don't have Christmas? Gaza. It might not be a very good Christmas for you, Timmy. Have you seen the inflation and in mortgage rates? What? Oh, oh man. Creepy. Woody's getting real political. Also, Come on, that's a creepy name too, Woody? Yeah. Get out of here with that creepy Christmas nonsense. Everything about it's creepy. Yeah, we should have a more appropriate name like Santa. It's like Satan, but with some letters rearranged. I miss the good old days where you had the phone plugged into the wall and it was beside a comfy chair or yeah. couch. Yeah, and, and women and minorities couldn't vote. Yeah, those days. You miss those days. Well, no, I'm talking specifically about the phone locations. Now you call people and you have no idea where they're going to be. There's got to be some more cell phone etiquette. What Matt's getting at is he thinks I owe my doctor's receptionist an apology. Yes. (laughs) I needed to make a doctor's appointment yesterday, so I left a message. Figured she'd call me back in the afternoon. She usually does. She's pretty reliable. I I needed to have a shower. So I brought my Bluetooth speaker, my waterproof speaker with me in the shower, anticipating the phone call. Hey, Phone call happens while I'm in the shower. So I answer it. I make an appointment. Everything's great. I tell you about this and you say, dude, there are places you don't have a phone call and the shower is one of them. Yeah, if I get a phone call when I'm in the shower, I'm going to call the person back. I don't want to have them listen through all that pounding of the water on the tub. Well, no, it filters some of the, it's like driving. There's like the hum. There'll be like the hum of the shower, but you can still hear me. And the other element of this is, People visualize who they're talking to. And if I know you're in the shower, it just feels kind of odd to visualize you in the shower. Hold on. How is that my problem? (laughs) That's your problem that you're imagining me naked. A lot of people are visual. Don't put your creepiness on me. (laughs) When I'm talking to my mom, for example. Oh, don't bring your mother into this now. I imagine she's sitting on her couch by her phone. And I I see that when I'm talking to people. I don't want to talk to people in odd situations like having a shower. You know what I'm doing? I'm getting your mom a Bluetooth speaker for the shower. <laughs> no. And you're going to be talking to no. your mom in the shower. Merry Christmas, Marion. If I told you, Matthew, all your purchases for Christmas, food, presents, all that stuff put together was about 900 bucks, would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I think so. That's that, about accurate. That seems about right. I mean, 
that's probably low for some people because a phone costs nine hundred bucks if your kid asks for that. A, a crappy, right? a crappy yeah. phone. Yeah, dude. My brother just bought the new iPhone, so. and it was uh, twenty five hundred bucks, something like that. It's ridiculous. It gets crazy. Retail Council of Canada. They did a survey. Average Canadian spends eight hundred ninety eight dollars on Christmas or plans to this coming season. Yeah. So that, roughly nine hundred bucks. Sounds right. Even though that might seem like a lot of money. I mean, come on. Think about the look on your child's face when they forget about that present in three days. Fatty, can you tell me what this noise is? Sounds like gunshots. It does, doesn't it? It's the sound of the most annoying toy that was ever made, the Fisher-Price corn popper. (laughs) Play that one more time. Oh, it's terrible. Many a parent made the mistake of buying this toy. Hear that? Oh, okay, yeah. No, I totally hear it. Oh. It's, it almost sounds like distant gunshots. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> Up and down the hallway all day long when kids are learning to walk and they're pushing this thing around. Somehow this toy made it into the Hall of Fame, though. Maybe for that reason. <laughs> what Hall of Fame? Toy Hall of Fame? This is the Toy Hall of Fame over in New York. And it was one of the inductees this year along with baseball cards. Okay. Classic. And Cabbage Patch Kids. Nice. Those really ugly dolls that somehow grew out of cabbage patches. Uh, I remember there was a cabbage patch doll that you could feed. It had a moving mouth. Oh. But there was an issue. Kids would get their hair stuck. The thing would eat your hair, <laughs> and they'd have to, like, cut your hair out of the cabbage patch doll. You remember this? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. But those things were messed up. I remember going to, a, like, a Black Friday sale once or something. And almost dying because there was a lineup of people and I almost got trampled trying to get this thing for one of my sisters. Yeah, some of those toys can be dangerous too. Crazy. Just buying the toy can be dangerous sometimes. But thankfully, toys are a lot safer now. You can get your child an iPad and they uh, have the serene bliss of watching war footage. A lot of vehicles stolen in Canada this year. The number one vehicle that's been stolen is the Honda CRV. Hell yeah, CRV. Nice vehicles. Number I two, one. I had two of them at one point. Yeah, you did. They broke down. They weren't stolen. You didn't take care of them. Nobody wanted to steal them. I should have undercoated them. You should have. But you didn't. Uh, number two is the Lexus RX series. Number three, Dodge Ram 1500 series. Toyota Highlander. And the Land Rover Range Rover. Top stolen cars. Those are the top ones. But the Honda CRV, number one stolen car. Do you think Honda starts using that to sell more CRVs. Well, they should. It's actually a compliment. If yours is the number one stolen car, it means you must have a pretty good car. I wonder what that would sound like. The Honda CRV is Canada's most stolen vehicle for a reason. With a turbocharged four cylinder engine, you can outrun the police. Real time all wheel drive for a getaway in any Canadian weather. And an anti lock brake system for avoiding police spike belts. The Honda CRV. So great, it will get stolen. Nice. They should totally use that to their advantage. They won't do that because they're smart. Have you ever posted something to Facebook and you thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't have posted that? Everyone's done it maybe at least once. You all have that regret, right? You think it's good in the moment. The comments start pouring in. Turns out it's bad news. We told you about Monique LaGrange out in Red Deer, Alberta. She's a school board trustee. Uh, She posted a meme back in August 
we won't go into detail, compares the gay community to Nazis. Yeah, there's kids waving rainbow flags and kids waving Nazi flags. And she said, see, it's the same thing. I said we wouldn't go into detail. And then you promptly went into detail. No, but it's it's kind of a ridiculous comparison. Yes. Yes, it is. Very ridiculous. And the school board didn't fire her. They offered sensitivity training. They offered for her to make it right. And I've said before, it's okay to be wrong as long as you're willing to own it and take the right steps to become right. And Monique LaGrange said, nope, I'm going to resign. Yes, so she resigned. So she resigned. Rather than apologize or do the right thing, just quit her job. To be fair, to be fair, the LGBTQ community... And the Nazis have a couple things in common. Both have very colorful flags. We can agree on that. Okay. And both love a parade. But the comparisons completely stop Those are the only two things. Let's be clear. Don't email us. That's it. We do this thing called the local hero. Every Friday we recognize a local hero at 840. I liked this week's story. It happened over at Hullet Central Public School. When they had that freezing rain, I guess it was really bad over there. And some of the teachers, when they came out to their car, noticed that their windows had been scraped off. Megan Anderson did that. How do you spell Megan? There's a million ways to spell Megan. Um, I saw some crazy person spell it M-A-E. What? G-A-N. I think it's a Ukrainian way to spell it, but Megan. Or M-A-Y-G-E-N, M-E-G-H. A N N. There's so many different variations. It's this, like it's like Caitlin. There's a million ways to spell Caitlin. This is just regular M E G A N. The way the Lord intended. Thank you, Megan, for spelling your name properly. I don't know if it's in the Bible, but <laughs> if it was, it'd be spelled that way. Hero just for having the regular form of Megan. Yeah, not for having a dumb name like Fatty spelled with a D. <laughs> Forty-two days until Christmas. Oh yeah, it's coming up, and if you need a few extra bucks for Christmas, you could. Sell your poo. Yeah, this is sketchy. Police were notified about this guy in the Oshawa area, and he was messaging people on Facebook Marketplace and asking, hey, do you have any literal feces I can buy? Okay, hold on. How much? Because if he's offering five bucks a hit, well, he does do porch pickup, which is good. Is that for real? Yeah. The message said, I will porch pick up. Porch pick up. So he's COVID safe. Yeah. There okay. you go. All right. He said, I could do 150 to 200 $150 a drop? This seems like a good deal, right? Or is this just a sign of how expensive and bad things have gotten? So you go to the grocery store, spend 200 bucks, crap it out, get the 200 bucks back. Totally. If this dude's buying, I'm selling. What a deal. $150 for a lump of poo? That's terrible. That's No, that's great. It's disgusting. I don't know if I could do it, but it's tempting. What don't you know? What moral questions do you have right now? It's- Somebody wants it. You have it. You're not doing anything with it. Why not profit? I don't know what they're doing with it. I guess if it's for research, maybe. <laughs> you think he's leaving at the scene of a crime? He's robbing a bank. He's like, I, I, don't, I don't have fingerprints, but I'm going to smear some of Matt Hussey's poo all over the place. There's some, like, really savvy police detective in Oshawa, and he's like, Ugh. no clues on the suspect, but he left some fecal matter behind. He dips his finger in it. Oh, God. Uh, it tastes like Matt Hussey out of Goddard. More white people coming to your money. Changes are happening. It's starting next month. The Royal Canadian Mint going to start stamping some coins with King Charles. Wait, the moose is going to be the most attractive thing on the quarter? Ha <laughs> uh, Just kidding.
Shame on you. Are you body shaming King Charles? He's not the most attractive man. He's a weird looking dude, right? He's got big features. Look, dear, they put my face on the money. They got the ears just right. They made him a little smaller. There's going to be a few coins starting in December, and then next year we'll start seeing uh, more coins and more uh, bills. I think he's going to be replacing the queen on the Canadian 20. Oh, just leave the queen on there. At least people kind of liked her. Have them both on there. Yeah. Be like, remember her? Just a family portrait. Well, she gave birth to this mess. I don't know, man. <laughs> Instead of an old white guy, maybe our money should feature a person of color, like Justin Trudeau. We had a listener call just now. Correct me. And you know what? You should. If I get something wrong, you call me out. Listener says, uh, yesterday we talked about how the moose was on the quarter. And she said, no, it's the caribou is on the quarter. Yeah. The joke still stands, though, because uh, we were talking about King Charles on the quarter. And, like, fine, there'll be something um, uglier than the caribou. No. <laughs> caribou is a beautiful animal. <laughs> You leave the caribou out of the this. caribou. Yeah. You make fun of King Charles all you want. You leave the noble caribou out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we got our first look at what the loonie's going to look like featuring King Charles III. And I just learned this from our own sales guy, Steve Howard, that he's looking to the left mm-hmm. on the coin because the queen looked to the right. Well, he's a royal expert, Steve Howard. Yeah, he's a big fan of yeah. the British royal family. He loves that royal family. It's kind of cool. So he's looking to the left. Because his his queen mother was looking to the right. He's also looking to the left because that's where his medical staff is standing. Buffalo Sabres hosted the Boston Bruins last night, lost 5-2, and their anthem singer is a gentleman named Christian Kramer. Now, even though it was two American teams, because a lot of Canadians cross the border to Buffalo to see NHL games, they do the Canadian and American national anthems because there's a lot of Canadian fans there, which is a nice thing to do. There's a, that section of the Canadian National Anthem from far and wide, oh, Canada. Okay, yeah. And uh, Mr. Kramer tripped up on that section last night. Oh, Canada, we stand our right. We stand on God for thee. There's a lot of standing going on. There's a lot of standing. We stand our right. We stand on God for thee. I think he was looking around and uh, he forgot the words and saw people standing. He's like, oh, Canada, we stand aright. And ice and uh, puck and skates. Saying what he sees. Eat <laughs> lots of hot dogs. And poutine too. I forgot the lyrics. Can you notice too? Yes, we noticed. That's a tough gig. Yeah. Standing in front of tens of thousands of fans. Got all those eyes on you. Just your voice echoing through the rafters. That's a tough gig. I've seen worse. So Christian Kramer, I speak on behalf of all Canadians when I say we forgive you. It's okay. It happens. A lot of pressure. But if it happens again, we are invading. Would be nice if Canada, our whole damn country, had more than one team in the National Basketball Association to root for, could be happening. I hope so. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver says he is in talks with somebody to start an NBA franchise in Montreal. Cool, right? That makes a lot of sense. A lot of people in Montreal, they love playing with balls. And I'm talking about jugglers, okay? Yeah. Also creepy French dudes. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. How's it going? 
Oh, it's going good. It got real CBC tones. Yeah, it's morning. Quick. You, oh, I don't want to start off like, hey, why you should. Be, there are people listening to us. They've been working 11 to 7. They're on third shift right now. They're coming toward the end of their shift. The finish line is in sight. We got to keep the energy up for those people. They've been up forever. Yeah, there are people just waking up now. But you know what? There are people been awake for hours. They're awake when you and I are asleep, Matthew. There's also people that use us as their alarm clock. They sh- are wrong. And I want to be that gentle voice in the morning saying, it's okay to be tired. But you got to get up. It's not okay to be tired. You should feel bad about being tired, and you should feel good about being energized. And why are you using Matt and I to wake up in the morning? We're not relaxing. This isn't a peaceful way to start your day. Maybe that's the point. They have to get up to turn it off. Yeah, we're aggravating. We're annoying, which is exactly why you should use us, because you'll wake up and shut off the alarm that much faster. If you look out at night and you see your neighbor with some binoculars looking up at the skies and you ask them, what are you doing? Are you looking at me? And they say, no, I'm looking at the celestial tool bag. Nobody talks like that. (laughs) What a weird situation are you imagining where people talk like this? And then maybe you'll see that same person get pelted by a wrench that's falling from the sky. This is all within the realm of possibility. Have you taken mushrooms? No. None of this makes sense. This is a real thing. Some NASA astronauts at the International Space Station were trying to fix something, and they lost their tool bag. And now it's in orbit, and you can see it with binoculars. The sun reflects off the tool bag. Is it far enough from the space station they can't get it? Yeah, they can't get it. Stuck with this tool bag up there, and people can see it. It's floating just ahead of the space station. Right now, it's over the Pacific Ocean, I believe. I've been tracking it. Okay, it's like losing your wristwatch when you're delivering a cow. (laughs) Yeah. Delivering a calf. Same thing. Yeah. It's like a black hole. That's right. The cow, yeah. The the dark abyss of the sow. (laughs) But it is nice to know that astronauts are just like us in that we lose our tools. Remember when you came over to my house? I do. I lost a whole bunch of tools. Fixing stuff up. Yeah, well, I think we were doing something with our bikes, and you said, let me get my tools. And you brought out a glass jar that I think was a pickle jar, and it had, like, one screwdriver in it, a few bolts, and a butter knife. Yeah, doesn't everyone have a tool jar? No. The butter knife was my screwdriver. Ugh. Yeah. And it broke my heart so much that for your birthday that year, I got you a bag of tools with tools. I think you went out immediately. This hurt your heart so bad. You went out and got me an early birthday present. It's like this this man, I, this homeowner, doesn't have tools. You couldn't stand the fact that I didn't have tools. It's like watching those infomercials <laughs> with the, the kids in foreign countries who are so hungry, and you're like, damn, I wish I could feed them. I fed you, but with tools. Yeah, you're like, I'm not going to work with a guy that has a jar for a toolbox. I will not have this man in my employ unless he has <laughs> tools. We've talked about this before a few years ago. It's called cow cuddling. Some farmers are offering up their cows to mainly city people who want to get up close to a cow. And then they lay with the cow for a couple hours and they pay ridiculous amounts of money for this. (laughs) That wording was interesting. They lay down with the cow. Right. Yeah, they don't like... Like, not in the biblical sense. Yeah, they don't lay with the cow. Seth lay with Miriam. Yeah. It's not like that. (laughs) Just for clarity. Okay. In case any Bible scholars are listening. So, 
it's hot, I guess, in the UK now. There's this whole farm that shut down their dairy operation, and now they charge people 70 bucks for two hours to lay with a cow. But it's not easy. They they lay down with a cow. Lay down. Oh, come on. <laughs> people know what I mean. They have to train them to be all cuddly, though. They get them used to people, and they also feed them extra before the people show up. So yeah, they, all... they, feed, they feed the cow a bunch, so the cow's like, oh, I'm oh. full and just wanting to lay down. And then the people come, and the cow's like, oh, I'd normally be agitated, but I'm so full. The cow's probably farting and belching while they're <laughs> laying on it because it ate so much. Well, it probably smells like a barn yeah. where the cow's laying because it's in a barn. And some people leave, and they say, you know what? That felt really good, laying with a cow. Oh, lay, laying down with a down cow. With a cow. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, I loved laying with that cow. Dude, you can sell city people anything. If it's from the country and they don't have it regularly, just come over here and pet the goat. Right, or like for an extra fee, drink right from the cow. The, the milk is pure, and it's green because you don't have to use a straw. You just hook your mouth right onto that nipple and go at it. <laughs> the teat is nature's plastic <laughs> straw, and it'll save the turtles. In a pinch, anything's a weapon. They're learning this at hospitals. That's true. The Catholic hospitals down in Illinois and Wisconsin, they've taken a bold move and taken all the crucifixes off the walls. They released a statement to staff and the public. Explain. Yeah, and they said it's to deal with workplace violence. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone's assuming, okay, somebody grabbed one of the metal or wooden crucifixes off the wall and hit somebody, and what is a crucifix but... A sword upside down, really. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is sword-like, right. isn't it? You could sharpen that thing up and use it as a sword. <laughs> totally. Across. And this got us thinking, too. Like, that's at Catholic hospitals, but what about, like, I grew up Muslim. The symbol is a crescent moon and a star. That star could be used as a throwing star. Yeah, all the religious hospitals should take note. The Star of David. The Jewish hospitals. There's, like, six pointy sides. You could stab somebody with that. Christmas coming up very, very soon. You might be ordering off Amazon. Here's why you shouldn't do that if you can shop local. Over in Langley, B.C., package came for a dude, saw it on his ring camera, saw the package get there sitting on his front stoop. Lady in a stroller with a little doggy comes by, picks up the package, puts it in the stroller, walks away. Yeah, very unassuming. She had the dog in a purse. It was a purse dog. (laughs) Sometimes dogs are in purses. Looks like she's walking a baby. Sees the package, takes the opportunity. Or was there even a baby in there? I was going to say, does this make you suspicious of any person with a stroller now? Because I'm thinking a stroller is a very clever getaway vehicle. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So you see anybody with a stroller, you stop them and you call police. Yeah. that what, That's a good cover, though. It is. Stroller makes a lot of sense because if somebody maybe sees you take the package and they try to confront you, you can say, stop touching my baby. Yeah. And it'll freak people out. And then... When they ask why your baby looks like an Amazon box, just say it's some old-timey disease like uh, rickets. Now, we have a lot of cannabis dispensaries here in Godrich. No mushroom dispensaries, though, and there's a reason for that. It's against the law. But that doesn't stop this one company from popping them up. <laughs> company called Fun Guys. <laughs> They've been in the news quite a bit because <laughs> they have storefronts that sell magic mushrooms, which, as we mentioned, illegal. And the police keep raiding their shops and taking their mushrooms, but their owner says, hey, we got lots of mushrooms to sell to the public. We believe that the magic mushrooms should be legalized, and we're going to continue to make safe, reliable mushrooms available to the public. They're just making their own laws. I guess so. No harm in that. (laughs) 
Well, actually, there is. We we can't. You can get shut help, down. We can't help but repeat: magic mushrooms are illegal to have and to sell. So don't buy magic mushrooms, and definitely do not drop off magic mushrooms to our studios at 300 Suncoast Drive East in Goderich. Do not do that, and definitely do not pick us up a Domino's pizza on your way to dropping off our magic mushrooms. And definitely don't make tomorrow's show a lot more interesting. Yeah. We tell you all the time, by all the time I mean twice a year, to change the batteries in your smoke detector and your CO detector in your home, and here's why. Over in Wakasa, Saskatchewan, it's just northeast of Saskatoon, there was a young a youth hockey tournament going on, and there was a group of boys. They started to get uh, nausea, started to feel lightheaded. Yeah, some of them started vomiting on the benches. It was kind of crazy, and they went home, and uh, thankfully they're okay, but they realized afterwards that their arena had a carbon monoxide leak. At first they thought it was the restaurant they went to. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> they all went out to eat together. But then, yeah, it was the CO2 leak. That's kind of tough, man. So fire officials telling you, hey, you got to change those batteries. It will save your life at one point. I mean, this situation, the whole thing just sounds like a nightmare. Being around teenagers. This might be on the top of my list of things I would never want to attempt. Sterilizing a hippo. Is it? Does that mean the, like castrating it? Yeah, those things can just bite you in half. They're the most dangerous animal in Africa. No, no, no. They won't bite you in half. They'll just break you because their teeth are so dull. Oh yeah, they'll chomp down and it'll kill you. Don't get me wrong, but you won't be in half. You'll just be in pain while the inside of you is in half, but the outside of you is still intact. The death would be quite instant, so it wouldn't be too bad. I no, it, I think it'd be pretty. I think you'd agonize for a couple hours. Before you inevitably died. Well, they're attempting to sterilize them finally down in Colombia. Pablo Escobar, the big drug dealer. Had a lot of money. Brought them in in the 80s, and they've been populating ever since. They got no enemies. So they're just sitting there in the rivers down there, and they're trying to get rid of them because they're a nuisance, an invasive species. But, I mean, Huron County, we're no stranger to invasive species, right? We've all heard of the gypsy moth. Yeah. Right? That thing was destroying trees all over Grand Bend and the American who likes to come up here. Beautiful Godrich. Going to be doing a downtown revitalization project kicking off in 2025. Oh, this is exciting. So it's going to take a while for it to begin and hopefully be done by 2027. They want your input. There's a series of sessions going on this month. You can find the details at country1049.ca. They want your input. Matt and I live in Goddard. We pay taxes here. We should have a say, right? Yeah. There are things I want to see in downtown. Also things I don't want to see. I would like to see fewer Buicks doing 25 in the middle of the road. Should be a law. No Buicks. Yes. Yeah, you know what? Just straight up. Yeah. No Buicks. We could put a sign up. <laughs> more rainbow crosswalks. We need more spaces for truck drivers to do burnouts. Yeah, that thing has been horribly defaced. <laughs> we need more banks in downtown. They only have a BMO and a CIBC and, and an RBC and a Libro Credit Union. Also Main Street Credit Union. More banks. <laughs> Maybe a tractor embedded within a building. It's sure put Seaforth on the map. We've been talking about Seaforth a lot. We should yeah. be talking about Godrich. Where's our tractor? Yeah. Yeah. Town. Police always telling you, lock your vehicle. I know it's easier to keep it open, but people like to steal your stuff. Or just plain ruin it like bears. 
Yeah, bears love to get inside a vehicle if there's something in there for them. They're handsy, man. They can uh, crack open a vehicle door. They know how to get in. Over in Port Moody, British Columbia, bear broke into the family minivan, destroyed everything, couldn't get out. So just sat in there breaking everything and peeing all over the place. You just said they were smart enough to get in, but they're too dumb to get out. Yeah, I didn't say they were smart enough to get out. Oh. You said smart enough to get in. Works only one way. I guess so, and yeah. And they stay in there and they crap on it and yeah. rip it to pieces. Just make a general mess, which, yeah. again, something like this makes me happy to live in a place like Huron County, where the only thing breaking into my car is good, old-fashioned meth heads. TikTok is being banned all over the place. Oh, yeah. The American government banned it on phones of federal workers. Our Canadian government did that. Our provincial government did that. They're doing that countrywide over in Nepal, over in East Asia. And it has nothing to do with TikTok being essentially a spy service for the Chinese government. They're saying it disrupts social harmony. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Why? Because all the kids are on it and they're not contributing to society? I guess so, yeah. You just sit there, you scroll for three hours, feels like 10 minutes, you don't know where the day went. I'm not sure why, but social harmony apparently disrupted over in Nepal. And whatever, I I agree, kind of. Maybe you stick to more socially harmonious social media, Mm -hmm. like Facebook. Yeah. It's like TikTok, but instead of being fun, you get Islamophobic memes. It's been a few weeks since I checked rent prices in Godrich, but typically I think around 1400 bucks is where rent starts. Yeah, I always see people posted on like classified ads and stuff, and there's a lot of laugh emojis lately. <laughs> people just go right for the laugh emoji. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's kind of nuts. It's crazy, though, around the country. Average rental unit price in Canada hit a record high for October. So the average rental unit, $2,178 per month. Crazy. That's all rental units averaged out. The average one-bedroom rental is $1,900. For a bed? For a one-bedroom apartment. So you get a bedroom, a kitchen slash living room, and that's it. Maybe a microwave? Yeah, bring (laughs) bring your own damn microwave. That's a high number, but keep in mind, if you work hard enough, one day you might be lucky enough to die on the job weird that flu season is also covid season now yeah we're gonna say that every year now oh it's covid season there's two things to worry about and that being said some rules are getting just a little bit tighter around masking here in ontario nothing to drive your truck to parliament over oh just diseases everywhere you touch a surface there's probably a disease on it province tightening some rules at long-term care homes right now staff at long-term care homes are required to wear face masks because COVID transmission rates are on the rise. Okay. So just be aware of this thing. You want to be COVID safe. We want everybody to remain safe and healthy. You want to be safe going into Christmas too. We're all going to be gathering. Maybe instead of leaving milk and cookies for Santa, you can leave Santa a COVID-19 rapid test. Although probably has Lyme disease from hanging out with the deer all the time. Imagine all day... And all night, 24 hours a day, on the hour, every hour. There's the bell again. Well, you know what time it is. No, it's time to get earplugs. (laughs) There's a church in Beeth, Scotland. B-E-I-T-H, Beth, maybe. It's over there anyway. They've been ringing this bell for 200 years on the hour. All night long. Finally... 
someone came to their senses. I imagine they were laying in bed at 3 a.m. and hearing the bell. And they oh, thought, for goodness sake. Oh, for goodness sake. But I feel like it's one of those things that was just always there and somebody actually had the thought, why are we doing this again? Why are we ringing this at 3 a.m.? Complained to the town council, and now they stopped it after 200 years. They said, well, we got to love our neighbor as ourselves." They so quoted the Bible. They quoted the Bible, yeah. saying, well, this lady's a person. They also consulted environmental health departments, and they were like, yeah, why are you ringing the bell? It's bad for the animals. It's, it's bad for people waking up in the middle of the night. Freaks out people, freaks out animals. So now they have hours between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m., yeah. No bell. No bell between 11 and 7. <laughs> Do you think they're going to start quoting the Bible for all sorts of stuff? Maybe. Like if they, if they get too rowdy down at the pub, they'll be like, hey, hey, as it says in Isaiah 24, 18, uh, he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit. Take the pit. So take that, Blythe. Round up all of the hooligans and throw them in the pit. That's right. Yeah. I grew up in the country, so I'm pretty good at recognizing the sound of animals. So you graduated kindergarten? Thank you. The cow goes moo. Yes. Why are you bragging about this? No, but sometimes they sound different than what you learn in kindergarten. I sometimes hear the cows over in Saltford, and they're, it sounds like they're crying for help. They're like, Murr! I don't know what they're doing, but it, it sounds like maybe someone's in danger, which is why sometimes farm animals get mixed up for people that fell off cliffs. Someone called the police over in Quadra, BC saying, I think someone fell off the cliff. I keep hearing, help, help. You kind of see where this is going. Right? And so police were called. They follow the sound. Turns out it was a very sad goat. We don't have audio of that goat, but we've talked about stories like this in the past where there's a, I think this was down in Oklahoma. Yeah. Police were called to a forest because somebody was screaming, help, help. Yeah, and there's police footage of them running through the forest and then they get to this. I don't know if it's an animal or a person. Yeah, from a long distance, sounds like help. <laughs> but sure enough, we're walking over here. I'm like, that's a person. <laughs> oh, they still think it's a person right up to the end. <laughs> Totally, it totally sounds like a person yelling help. Help! Yeah, I've heard people yell like that. And the moral of this story is if you're going to murder somebody, do it on a goat farm. I'm learning a little bit about junior hockey this morning. In the Ontario Hockey League, neck guards are required. Same with the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League in the Western Hockey League, so that level of a junior hockey league and as well the hockey eastern ontario league over in eastern ontario net guards are required there and it's probably good because there was a player they had a tweet of a player who got a bunch of stitches on his neck and they're saying he got injured but he was wearing his neck guard and it could have been fatal this situation could have been a lot worse but thankfully it's just a few stitches players going to be back on the ice soon and they're warning hockey parents hockey players make sure that the players have a neck guard on. I mean, skates are basically stabby boots. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard them <laughs> described as stabby boots. That's what they are. All right. They're yeah. boots with blades on them. You're not wrong. You could kill someone with a skate. I'm trying to find something wrong with what you're saying, but it is a stabby boot. Oof. And it just <laughs> goes to show you protective equipment, very important. That's why morning guy Matt Hussey wears a helmet everywhere. 
you have a secret, do not tell it to an Asian carp, which is an invasive fish species we have here in Lake Huron. I think it's in most of the Great Lakes right now. Conservationists are doing something interesting to fight these things, to fish these things out. Yeah, there are spies among them now. They've released some Asian carp that have some tracking devices on them. And the carp like to gather together certain times of the year. And then they go to where the carp is, net them all up, and try and get rid of these Asian carp. So there's one Asian carp with a wire? Yeah. And it's hanging out with the other Asian carp? And the, the ones without wires are like, hey, that guy's wearing a wire. Hey, I suspect Carl over there is a spy. Hey, we should, yeah. we should whack that carp. Now, if you're wondering why we made the Asian Asian carp sound Italian-American, it's because if we made it sound Asian, we would be fired. You've been married for a while, so you never did the online dating thing. I met Trish on Tinder, but I was also on Bumble at the same time. I might have used them, but there was no such thing as the internet. No, you barely had electricity. <laughs> Women couldn't vote when you guys got married. So I think you could put an ad in the local paper, you know, single man, wing them looking to date someone in Lucknow or something. Single hussy. Yeah. <laughs> Just couldn't put my last name. It was sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> Still is. The dating site Bumble, though, they released some predictions for some new dating trends that are going to be happening in 2024. Some of the most interesting ones arise in cross-generational relationships. What does that mean? So that means mainly older women interested in dating younger men. Okay. 59% of women said they would be interested in dating a younger man. All right. Of another generation, even. There you go. So you uh, Gen Zers out there, if you're single in your 20s, maybe you start dating a older millennial, somebody in their like uh, mid-40s or something. Well, that would be interesting. Or maybe a millennial. Maybe somebody in their late 30s going to date somebody in their 50s, a Gen Xer. It would be weird, though, to date one of your mom's friends. I, I like my mom's friends. Yeah, but it would just feel wrong. I'm sorry. I'm old school. You can't throw stones like that because you are dating an older woman. Yeah, well, she's five months older. That's sick. <laughs> and just like an older woman dating a younger man, uh, Natalie also changes your diapers. My thought if I got an organ transplant, and again, this is just my first thought. I haven't thought about this much, is you'd want to just take it easy, right? Take it easy on that organ. Well, for a while, I'm sure, but you probably have a better organ than you had before, so maybe you could do more. Maybe. That might be the case here. This guy named Dale Shipham, 71 years old, lives in Thunder Bay, got a heart transplant back in 1999. And now he wants to become the first heart transplant recipient to climb Mount Chimborazo in Ecuador. Fun. Big mountain range. I'm not trying to make fun of him. Isn't that irresponsible to... Put your heart under that much duress? I don't know. Uh, he's doing it with a doctor, though. His adventure partner is a doctor, so. Is he doing it with a cardiologist? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're a cardiologist. Either but. way, yeah, I guess bringing in a doctor is the best way to do it. Apparently, he's been going on adventures since he got the transplant. Okay, good for that. Guy. This is just the latest. Good for him. Uh, on a related note, I'm looking to be the first fecal transplant recipient to visit Corey's Foodland twice in one weekend, so wish me luck. Tell me about this lobster that got caught. Where'd it get caught first? Off the coast of Maine, a one in 50 million chance of catching a lobster and like this. What does it have in common with you? Well, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe because I appear hard on the outside, but I'm soft on the inside. No, it's because you scream when I put you in boiling water, but it has something else in common too. What's <laughs> special about this lobster? So, so the cool thing is, is it's 
half blue and half brown. And also, if you look underneath, it's half male and half female. So, like, the brown side's male and the blue side's female. It's a very rare thing. It's just both sexes and two colors. It's got both of them. That's weird that something like this would happen. What was it, one in 50 million or billion? Yeah. 50 million? And I feel like I suspect why these mutations are happening. Say it with me, Matt. Wind Wind turbines. For those of you who have never gone hunting, and I've never gone hunting, but I know hunters. I like how you say hunting. Hunting. And there are rules around hunting. You can't do it in town. Like if you see a deer walking down the highway in Godrich, you cannot shoot that deer. There's people around. It's tempting due to the price of groceries right now, but you can't do it. No. If you chase the deer out into the bush and you, you get far enough, <laughs> maybe. Another rule is uh, if you see a deer crossing the road, you can't shoot it on the road. You're not allowed to shoot near the road. Again, people use the road. Yeah, but what if no one's around? You don't know that. (laughs) Video coming out of Cape Breton Island. Dude saw a deer crossing the road, just like an asphalt road, not a dirt road, not a back road. This was like a road. And he figured, I got my rifle in my back seat. Yeah, why should I pack everything up and go out into the middle of the woods when I can just get it here? So video showing this guy, he's opens his front driver's side door, leans his rifle against the door, and shoots a deer oh. crossing the road. Does he throw it in the truck? The deer takes off, so I don't know if he got the deer good enough that it, it died nearby, but we don't know how, the, how it ended for the deer. That being said, it is dangerous to shoot a deer near a public roadway. You should do what all good hunters do. You tell the deer that there's cake in the break room, Mm. and then you cut its throat when it goes for lunch. I don't know how you buy your lottery tickets. A lot of us buy them at the store. You get the actual paper ticket. I'll sometimes use the app. Mm. I know you have an account on the app. Yeah, I use the app. This week's winning ticket for the $40 million Lotto Max jackpot purchased online. I should check mine. And you, you know, I know, and if you use the app, you know as well that... If you win anything, a free ticket, $5, $10, you get an email from OLG that says, hey, you're a winner. Here's your prize. Here's my worry about winning $40 million (laughs) through the app. You'll get an email saying you're a huge winner. I've gotten many emails before, scam emails, telling me that I've won money. And I promptly erase those emails and they go in my spam folder. Do you think maybe this is happening with the Lotto Max winner this week? Maybe. Sometimes it just sounds too good to be true. Like, oh, that can't be real. Just feel like it's a scam email. It's like those emails I get from OSAP telling me to pay my student loans or I'll face fines and possible jail time. Get out of here. Scam. They stopped a transport truck over Burlington area that was carrying 9.1 million illegal cigarettes. Holy crap. I don't know what exactly makes the cigarettes illegal. I know there's a lot of taxes on tobacco, so maybe just the taxes weren't paid on it. I know that can be a big deal sometimes. You wouldn't want that truck to catch on fire. No. <laughs> or maybe you do want it to catch on fire. It's like a wheat truck catching on fire. The whole community is stoned. Everybody's hooked on cigarettes. Marijuana? Uh, no, just the tobacco kind. Oh, yeah. Just the, the, the normal kind. A 60-year-old man is facing charges there. Do you punish this guy old school? You make him smoke every cigarette in the truck. Right. <laughs> until he hates contraband cigarettes. Oh, how many million of them? <laughs> All 9.1 million cigarettes. That's a good idea. 
Do we have feral pigs in Huron County? We got to, right? Yeah, we had a call once from the Seaforth area, and they said they've seen wild pigs okay, around. Okay, so they are a problem here, and evidently the wild pigs we have here in Canada are going down south. They're, they're starting to head down south. So the, there's a real problem out Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and they've got this super pig they call them because why is it a super pig well they're really resilient they can survive the canadian winters which isn't good because that means they're in a burrow under the snow just breeding and then in the spring they all come out and there's super pigs everywhere they eat everything and they destroy all the crops and the u.s are upset because they're starting to pop over the border into the northern states they're crossing down they're mad (laughs) They're not paying that bridge toll. Keep your super pigs to they, yourself. They kind of sound like, <laughs> kind of sound like the Hussey family. What? They they can survive the winter and they breed a lot. Oh, we don't have that many kids. There's uh, a lot of kids in my family. How many nieces and nephews do you have? I can't even count. Like in, too many to count. In the 30s, right? Yeah, but that's just <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. True you, enough. You Husseys are high in numbers, and like the pigs, you're hairy and aggressive. Blood Donor Clinic next week in the town of Godrich next Thursday. Blood.ca is the website to make your appointment and more people eligible now. There used to be this requirement that you can't have visited England, Ireland, or France in the 80s or 90s because there was issues with mad cow disease during that time. Gosh, I wouldn't even remember back that far. You don't remember? I guess I'd remember if I went to Ireland or something. Yes. Depends how much I drank. You're still talking. (laughs) Health Canada now allowing people who have been to those countries in those years to donate blood. They say no more worries about mad cow disease. The mad cow's gone. Mad cow, I don't know if it's gone, but it's not an issue anymore. It's not in their system anymore. It's good news, though, maybe to celebrate blood donors from England. They can finish their donation with a pint of terrible, terrible English beer. Yeah. Irish donors, they'll get slightly better beer. Guinness. Sure. And then French donors will get what they love the most being treated better than the English donors. I know our own Matt Hussey's been in a pinch to get some beer. And Square... <laughs> so, no, no. This when? Is, uh, this was a while ago. You said uh, the, the LCBO and the beer store closed, but I think Square Brew was still open for an hour or two after. Oh, yeah. So you went and you got some beer from Square Brew. Yeah. It's, it's but, nice to have different places to get your alcohol sometimes. Right, right, because sometimes something closes or you forget they're closed. Sure enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go right to the brewery and go to Cowbell, get some beer there. Uh, the province now is negotiating with uh, beer, wine, and liquor makers as well as uh, business groups to kind of figure out how this convenience store alcohol sale is going to work. Is it going to be a requirement for some corner stores? Do they have to sell a certain amount of Ontario craft beer and wine, things like that? So they're kind of figuring that out right now so that down the road, when they can legalize this, all the rules are kind of in place. Back to the beer, eh? Remember when Doug Ford first came out, it was like, bucket beer and corner store beer. Corner store beer and beer in the parks. And then COVID hit. They had to focus on that. So now that that's kind of died down, we're back to beer. Yeah, beer. Yeah. I think the corner store is a good idea, man. <laughs> Anytime I've needed liquor from a convenience store at 2 a.m., it's because I was making good decisions. I don't know, man. I kind of like the LCBO. Mm. It's it's Everything's there. It's the only place I can walk into a 1,200-foot refrigerated room and spend 20 minutes deciding which horrible Dutch beer to buy my father-in-law. Where else can you get that? I signed up a few years ago, a girl I went to college with. Her dad gave organs when he passed away. So she was a big 
advocate for organ donation. I did that. A lot more Canadians, 2.4 million Canadians this year signed up to be organ donors because this year was the first year that the question was on your tax forms. Your tax form said, would you like to sign up to be an organ donor? And 2.4 million Canadians said, yeah, sounds like a good idea. That's a lot. Or they didn't read it and they're just checking off the boxes. <laughs> they're like, hopefully I'll get a tax break. As you do with a lot of forms. Yeah, I read it. Yeah, check, check. I'm going to double check if I am or not because I, I really think I want to do this. Donating your insides, beautiful. You think you'll do this? Yeah. Donating your, your insides, beautiful. Because look at you. Nobody wants your outsides. I don't know if you uh, did any whale watching when you were on the west coast of Canada. When I took the ferries, we were watching. We didn't see any. Though. Didn't see any whales. You get a lot on the east coast, too. There was a whale that washed up on the shores of Sable Island over in Nova Scotia. And it died. Spoiler alert. But they realized that this whale was one that was first spotted back in 1983. And it wasn't a baby then. They estimate this thing was about 43 years old. And they haven't seen it since the early 90s. Yeah, someone saw the unique markings on the tail and said, I know that whale. There you go. Yeah. Dying like a beached whale. That's not a terrible way to go, right? <laughs> what can be more perfect? You're on the beach. Right. Just suffocating under the weight of your organs while humans poke your eye to see if you're still alive. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.